Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Hey, welcome to this week's episode of Fixing Your Kanban, brought to you by Agile for Humans and ProKanban.org. ProKanban.org is the premier place to go to get Kanban training and services. All right, guys, how are we doing this week? Of course, we got Todd Miller and Daniel Vacanti fellow pro Kanban trainers, and of course, Dan, the the originator of many of the ideas that we talk about week to week. How are we doing, boys? Hello, Ryan. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I love your show. Yeah, yeah thank you. Good to, good to hear you, Dan. Glad that uh, you finally made it through on the phone lines and uh, can't wait for your question. No. Todd, how are you doing, buddy? I just, I'm, I, I really appreciate being around Dan. So. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why is you guys laughing? <laughs> because I was waiting for the barb, and instead I think you're doing some reverse psychology. You're yeah, Dan. You're, I, you're freaking me out, man. Danger, out. danger, false sense of of security here. Um, you know what? This week uh, we're going to continue our theme. Last last week we did kind of a quick survey, a quick discussion about. Uh, whip limits. And I think we were able to pull together a few good ideas there. And hopefully we inspired people to check out the the Kanban guide at uh, kanbanguides.org and really dig into why whip limits uh, really help a team create a pull system and why they're required for Kanban. Uh, this week, I think we're going to go into some throughput. So again, Dan, I, I hope you don't mind being put on the spot. But last week, I think you did a nice job of giving the overview. And then we'll try to ask, uh, we'll try to ask some reasonable questions, some decent questions. And, uh, but yeah, when it comes to throughput, what are kind of the, the swing thoughts here? What are the things that, uh, as you put, you know, help teams with, you know, establish, uh, throughput, start measuring it, start managing to it. What are the things that you're thinking about and, and just why is this one so important? Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is, this is, there, there's no, first of all, there, there's not many things that are required when, when you go and read the, the, the Kanban guides, which which everybody has, of course, has read the Kanban guide by now. Um, there are not many things required, um, but uh, the few things that are required is that you you track these these four metrics: uh, work in progress being the first one, through being one of the first ones, throughput being the being the next one. And the reason I wanted to go with throughput is it, it's one that doesn't necessarily, unless you're in the theory of constraints crowd, which we won't talk about theory of constraints here. Um, but unless you're in the theory of constraints crowd. 
throughput doesn't get a lot of love in, in the Kanban world. And it's, it's of, I would argue, crucial importance, um, especially when you want to answer the question, when will it be done for multiple items? So, you know, we've got, we've got a backlog of, you know, 100 items in it, or, you know, we've got a release coming up in a couple months, and we want to know, hey, when will these 100 items be done? Uh, how many items can I get done, you know, in the next five sprints, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Throughput is the metric that is going to help us answer that question. Uh, and the reason that throughput helps us answer that question is because it's a rate. Um, it's, it's the rate at which we're getting work done. And it, it's defined as the amount of, uh, or the number of work items that uh, I'm going to say exit your process, the number of work items that exit your process per unit of time. Uh, so if you'll forgive me, Ryan, I just need to say 30 seconds more maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, you're good. Fundamental thing when you're defining metrics in Kanban is you need to have a point at which you consider work to have started and you need to have a point at which you consider work to have finished. If you don't have those two things, forget about it. Go, go, go do that first. Once you have that, now we can start talking metrics. Anything between those two points is considered work in progress. Any work between those two points is considered work in progress. That's the first video. The number of items that cross that finish line per unit of time is throughput. And that unit of time can be whatever you want. It can be days, can be weeks, can be months, can be sprints, can be whatever you want. So sorry I rambled there, Ryan. No, no, that's great. And so for the, the viewers here, a lot of you come from a scrum background. We would consider this the number of items completed during a sprint could be called throughput. Is that fair, Dan? It is fair, but that's okay. not the only. That's that's, that's not just the only one of yeah, one of many different yep. ways to define. But absolutely, it. Yep. absolutely, Great. that is that is a, a throughput metric. Yep. Great. I have I have a, I have a question on this, Dan. Um, so, it, you know, you say it lends itself to helping us. We we need throughput to give an answer to when will it be done. But throughput isn't the only thing we use to give that answer. Uh, sounds like you want to say something else. What, what, what else? <laughs> no, here's, here's, I mean, you're right. You're right. But here, what, here's what, what I want to. Here's what, here's what I, I want a cautionary tale is that okay. just because you have through, throughput doesn't mean that you can do funky things with throughput to answer that question. Yes. That's why. That's why the long pause. I drawed it out. I was waiting to see what your response was. <laughs> but what I'm really looking for here is 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 we want the people that are watching this not to walk away with the fact that you can just take throughput and answer when will it be done. There's a there's more that that needs to happen for that, uh, for you to answer that question for multiple items. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, again, Todd coming out of nowhere to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to, to, to drop some knowledge yeah, there, on there's us. There's my two a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that exactly. That, and that's, that's why we look at the, the, these four metrics kind of as a whole, because yeah, you're right. Throughput in a vacuum uh, is absolutely, I wouldn't say absolutely meaningless. It's fairly meaningless. It's, it's why we started with WIP last week is because if you're looking at throughput without really looking at WIP, um, then you don't really know if you have a stable system. And then at, at, at that point, you know, you're you, you, the, using throughput to, to try and make any types of forecasts um, will be misleading at best um, and probably disastrous at worst. So, um, so you're, yeah, you're exactly right, right uh, Todd. So yeah, this is a really good buildup, right? So week one, we talk about WIP limits that helps us get to a stable system that helps us get to predictability. Week two now we talk about throughput, which is number of items completed over a, a given period of time. And if we have a stable system, this could become reliable, which means now forecasting is possible. Exactly right. right. Yep, yep. And and just to make sure people, and reliable, I love the word reliable. Reliable is, is correct. It's, it doesn't mean that it's, it's um, exactly the same, you know, right. all, all the times, but, but it's within some, you know, agreed level of variability. Um, 
Yep. Now, now, now we got a shot at being at being predictable. Mm. Plus, throughput is going to be a great great metric for us to understand if we're improving over mm. time. Um, you know, uh, that's probably another video in itself. But that that that's another kind of aspect of throughput as well. Yeah, but I think this is a good intro, and I and I hope that uh, those out there who are kind of curious now that oh wait a minute, I've got my system stabilized. I'm looking at throughput. How does this really help me? How does it work? I mean, it's easy to get started. Pick your pick your your start and your end point. And then measure the number of items that happen in between. So you, if you want to start, hey, we we put it in to do, to to do, and it eventually got to done. Start there. You can get more granular, of course. You can have different types of throughputs, but let's start there. Once we hit, once we have our WIP limits established, now that our system is stable, let's have a start point and end point, and start gathering that. And next week. I think we're going to jump into probably, what do you think, Dan, some cycle time? Cycle time for sure. Cycle and we're time gonna, it is. And we're going to show you how cycle time that adds another layer of, of possibility and, and continue to build this idea out. So I think this is a good spot to, uh, to stop this one. So be sure to check out the socials. Be sure to like and subscribe. Be sure to check out past videos. As you can see, we're building up to uh, new capabilities through these four Kanban metrics. Next week is cycle time. Hit that like and subscribe button so you know when we release it. Make sure that you're with us on that one. Uh, in the comments, let us know, are these videos helping? Does it make sense that WIP limits are needed and that uh, throughput is how it's been explained, how you can get started with that quickly? Leave your questions in the comments below. Be sure to check those out as well. Uh, but for Todd and Dan, I'm Ryan Ripley. We're all professional Kanban trainers with Kanban.org. We'd love to see your questions. We'd love to see you in class. Uh, hit us up in the comments. Let us know how we can help. And until next week, Kanabanga. Uh, hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.